turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Good day and welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, finance, investing and more. Some interesting stories out there today, which is good. You always want something to kind of look at. Crude oil. Up a buck fifty a barrel. That's an interesting. Let's see if we can figure this one out, kind of thing. The Russell two thousands higher. The Nasdaq's higher. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is higher. The S and P five hundred is higher. Kind of feel a trend, huh? Um, a lot of people are paying attention to dollar right now because how much the dollar has rallied. Um. That's, you know, of note, the greenback, the dollar, has been red hot recently. A lot of people expect that to be kind of like, that's the play now. So the dollar index soared about 8% since its February low. But that's not going to really be interesting to you, I don't think. Something that's kind of interesting, free. (laughs) What's better than free? Free. Uh, Online brokerage stock. Across the globe, sunk. It was learned that JB Morgan's plan to offer free trading. So anyone who's online who's been like, "Hey, we're online, we're cheap," kind of lost some cachet today. Charles Schwab fell three point three percent. TD Ameritrade dropped five point four percent. E Trade dropped three point four point three percent. The move by JP Morgan aggravates a cold-blooded price war. That's been going on for 25 years now in the financial services industry with clients looking for low-cost options. So JP Morgan's going to launch a new service next week. All customers get 100 free stock or ETF trades in the first year. Those with a private client, uh, Chase private client tag, get unlimited trades. Online brokerage firms obviously going to fall on that. Seems like they're going to have a response, but again, when you're slashing prices, Wall Street doesn't necessarily like that. I know you and I do, but Wall Street not so much. So what J.P. Morgan's trying to do is stay relevant. You're talking about a bank that's real old, 100-plus years old in America, right? And what J.P. Morgan's trying to say here is let's do free trades. You know who wants free? Millennials and Generation Z. Um, you know, we do we do with an app. JP Morgan's new digital brokerage service comes with free trades, stock portfolio building tools, and access to equity research. That's pretty nice. JP Morgan Chase is going to lob a grenade ultimately into the competitive retail investment world. And it makes you say, like, hey, if Robinhood lets you trade stocks for free, why not just go trade for stocks for free somewhere else? Maybe somewhere that's got better paperwork, or maybe you like the young startup. 
So JP Morgan, the biggest bank in the United States, has a distinct advantage over competitors. It already has financial ties with half of American households. So it's pretty easy to get this app up and running and going. And uh, a lot of people are comparing what JP Morgan's doing to Amazon. Uh, that's how you know, disruptive this could be. That's a big story of the morning, right? Elsewhere out there. Senator Elizabeth Warren's in the news because she wants to throw down a reform bill that would ban members of Congress from owning individual stocks. Um, America elected. It seems about right. If you're going to be privy to a lot of insider information, uh, seems like, or maybe have a trustee, someone uh, who's running your, your decisions for you in a blind kind of way. But Senator Elizabeth Warren proposed a new bill that would ban members of Congress and White House from owning individual stocks. The legislation would create conflict-free investment opportunities for federal officials with new investment accounts. The measure is unlikely to pass the Senate as long as the Republicans hold the majority control of the chamber. It comes amid speculation that Warren could run for president in 2020. Interesting. She's a populist. And this is the time and place for populists. Donald Trump's in the news, and yeah, you know, this was—it's just some of the, the visuals of this start to hit you. Donald Trump's worried that an interview with Mueller could land him in a perjury trap. Wow, you think you've heard every excuse not to testify in life, Rob? Did you steal the cookie? I'm afraid if I tell you that I told the, that I stole the cookie, you're going to tell me that I stole the cookie, Mom. And mom goes, what? Did you steal the cookie? And I go, I just said, if I told you I stole the cookie, then you'd tell me I stole the cookie. Therefore, I'm not going to tell you I stole the cookie. Whoa. Right? Anyway, um, other stories of new news. Elon Musk has deleted his Instagram account. And you know what I love is people are starting to go, he's losing his mind. And there was a story last week that he should probably take a week or two, some sort of sabbatical. And he instantly got really testy about it. And uh, it's interesting because, you know, a lot of people are now starting to see the weakness in Tesla for an opportunity with who? Can you guess? Apple. Apple's put off to develop in a car while Tesla has gone full hog wild developing a car. Now, Apple's really good at supply chain and operations. And Tesla's really awful at it. So Tesla's stock has been in a free fall recently. So a lot of people are starting to speculate this is the time for Apple to make their play because Apple still has $250 billion in cash. And you're talking about that would be not the easiest acquisition, but it, it, it could happen. Oh, God, can you imagine? If you think Apple nerds or Apple enthusiasts are annoying now, can you imagine when they have a car? The license plates, the stickers, the lack of stickers going on them. It's enough to drive you crazy if you let it. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, guess what? I've got tickets to the Monster Jam tickets. Monster Jam tickets giveaway. Uh, Boy, is this great! Winner receives a family four-pack to check out the Monster Jam Triple Threat Series Saturday, September 1st at 7 p.m. at the SAP Center. 
Come out, see Blue Thunder, El Toro Loco, Grave Digger, Monster Mutt, Dalmatian, Megalodon, Zombie, Wonder Woman, Max D, and many, many, many more. It's fun, it's exciting, it's noisy. Get tickets at Ticketmaster.com. The event is going on August 31st through September 2nd. August 31st through September 2nd. Monster Jam, Triple Threats, for tickets for four for a family. Four packed at the SAP Center, September 1st, 7 o'clock. Call 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Twelve twenty. Winning. Ta-da. So again, if you want tickets, uh, Family Four Pack, Monster Jam, Triple Threat Series, September first, seven PM, SAP Center, eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get those tickets. Uh, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. Um, wow, so many things out there, right? And today I would say none of them feel very economic heavy. They feel like Wells Fargo pushed wealth advisors to use high fee products in cross sell. Well, yeah, <laughs> we know that. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Slack's valuation hit, well, it rose another $7.1 billion. In its latest round of funding, pulled in an initial $427 million. I bring Slack up because it's probably a, a company most people haven't heard of. Um, as far as common people in Iowa, do you know who I'm talking about? Like the people maybe you went to high school with? So we're seeing companies get just an enormous amount of money, enormous amount of money. And, People are wondering, how does this end? Well, it ends with, it ends badly, and it typically ends in venture capital. And right now, venture capital is chugging along. You're not seeing companies not get funded. But what will be interesting is when the companies come time to come public, to have these unicorns, these companies that are getting billion-dollar valuations, um, will there be a, a return on investment? So I think that's the easiest way of saying it for the insiders. So you see a lot of these companies fall. A lot of these companies fall. 800-516-1220 to get your call on the air. 800-516-1220. For the record, I'm not saying that uh, Slack is going to fail uh, or fall from their purchase. It's just venture capital is really a tough area. And when the companies start coming public, you kind of start paying more attention. And you go, hmm, I wonder if they got this right or wrong. So Slack Technologies raised a lot of money. And again, I'm bringing this up is because a lot of the companies that are becoming worth billions of dollars, most Americans haven't heard of or understood. And, you know, maybe they'll get their broker, you know, to get them shares of an IPO on something that maybe they shouldn't be getting or handling. So anyway, that's uh, my thoughts on Slack, seeing them hit a $7.1 billion funding valuation. That's pretty high. It makes me a little bit nervous in the world of, uh, have you earned it, so to speak? Uh, what's your value? How are we going to value you? Trump's talking a lot, which is kind of funny. 
about the Federal Reserve. And he got to pick the Federal Reserve chairman. And within a year, he's now mad at his Federal Reserve chairman because he's decided to get into a trade war with China and Europe and Canada and Mexico. And the Federal Reserve is just continuing to do what they've been doing for the last two years of slowly raising interest rates as economic data continues to be strong. So Trump really needs to be careful. And again, this is just this is me. This is political precedence of picking on other financial and Washingtonian institutions, especially the ones that you have the appointees in. Um, so how fast does the economy grow and does the Federal Reserve slow down economies? I think the Federal Reserve does slow down economies by raising interest rates. But the other side of that is inflation. And we live in a world where we don't have rampant inflation on a lot of levels. Trust me, if you're saying if you're paying rent, you're like, sure, I got inflation. Ford is a company that we should highlight and talk about from time to time. They're a company that's had it feels like a difficult year for years and years and years. Um, whether you're talking about their stock price or what have you, uh, most analysts think that you know, there's still hope. When I see Ford bicycles on the roads in San Francisco, I go, well, it is a Ford. On the other hand, I'm like, but it is a bicycle. <laughs> and you're selling $40,000 vehicles or you're selling, you know, renting $40 vehicles. I don't know what does a bike cost these days. So from dividend worries to competition in automobiles of the next generation of automobiles, Ford's always getting just, just negative, like, check yourself thoughts. Stocks trailing behind both General Motors and Fiat as far as valuations go. Um, they're trying to do an $11 billion restructuring despite a lot of risks. They're going to focus primarily going forward on trucks. Um, so some analysts are saying, look, we don't have a lot of patience with this. Don't lay an egg. But if you get it right, your stock's going to be rewarded. A lot of the listeners ask me, hey, give me a stock pick, give me a stock pick. Would you be interested in Ford? A couple things have to happen right, but then you would have a big gain. Is that what you know what you're looking for? Well, you're like, no. You got something like a Asian Nike. Um, yeah, it's called Nike, right? People are so silly. The way they're looking for winter winter chicken dinners uh, on a continual basis. Um, I'm. I think I'm officially tired, and I can't say talk about him anymore. I, I, I got to stop talking about Elon Musk just for a couple days. It's starting to drive me a little bit batty. I don't know about you, but a little bit, yeah. Um, Amazon just removed one of its best features from Amazon Prime, and Twitch users are angry. They're furious. It's so funny. We live in the world of Twitch. What's Twitch? Well, Twitch is kind of like a YouTube, live YouTube, kind of part YouTube, part live streaming service uh, where you can watch video games. And it's kind of cool. And there's people who make millions of dollars, you know, being the hosts of the, the service. Amazon's Prime service offers loads of benefits, free shipping on a ton of Amazon products, a library of streaming entertainment, even discounts at Amazon-owned Whole Foods. If you are an Amazon Prime subscriber, you could 
awesome enjoying an ad-free viewing experience of the video streaming service Twitch. So Twitch, if you know any 13-year-old boys right now, they're all about watching Twitch. They're not all about watching what's coming up on CBS this fall. So Twitch announced a major upgrading change, and that is there's paying subscribers and there's be ad-supported. Um, and people are upset by this. The only way to remove ads from the Twitch experience is to pay even more for Twitch Turbo. <laughs> oh, and people are pissed. I'm just amazed at Amazon's greed. I'm considering ditching Prime altogether. There's a good question. What will it take you to turn your back on Amazon or on Apple? Most of the analysts, when I read their reports, they say nothing can stop these guys except for themselves. What would make you say, that's it, I'm done with Apple? Would it be a, a phone that causes cancer or a phone that uh, doesn't get reception? Maybe that a phone that's slower than a Google phone? What would make you ditch that brand? What would make you give up on Facebook? It tells you how strong of a company they are. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about today. Do we have a briefing today? We've been on and off with briefing, so let's assume that it's still summertime. And we will catch back up soon. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. I see a lot of people turn very cautious on NVIDIA. And a lot of it's because their cryptocurrency, or not because they're, but because the cryptocurrency boom kind of has turned into uh, whatever happened to that story kind of feeling. So a lot of analysts are taking their you know $300 targets down to 200 on a stock that's at 250. So the momentum's being broken right now. TG Max is a company I like. Not because their clothing is an amazing bargain, but because their clothing feels like an amazing bargain. So it's what's referred to as an off-price retailer. I think it works in a good economy. I think it works in a bad economy. When you shop on Black Friday and you save 30% on the Ring Digital Doorbell. You're like, hey, I saved 30% on the Ring Digital Doorbell. And the next day you see that, that there's a Ring 2.0 Digital Doorbell, and you're like, oh. And now you get to so TJX, to me, gives you that feeling that you're winning at the retail store. It operates 4,200 stores in nine countries. I know you're saying, I didn't know TJ Maxx could be found in the UK, Ireland, Germany, Poland, Austria, the Netherlands, Australia. How about the US and Canada? Sure, of course. Um, its flagship brand is TJ Maxx, which has 1,236 stores. But its other brands, including Marshalls and Home Goods, also do quite well. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to talk about my personal shopping experiences other than to say I hate shopping. So TJ Maxx also has what's called the Winter Stores, HomeSense and Marshalls in Canada. Um, so a lot going on. 
So TJ Maxx acquired Marshalls uh, back in 1995, and both were kind of like that family apparel thing where you can walk in and pick up a lamp or a rug or home decor or gifts, um, basic home fashions, so apparel, footwear, accessories. Um, I like TJ Maxx in large part because they offer brand names. So when you go in and you get a Polo Ralph Lauren sweater that says $210, was $210, factory price, $210, now $33. You're like, whoa, that's amazing. And they did that just for me, right? You have this feeling that it was done just for you. Um, is there another concept like a shirt in a box? Probably. Or, you know, fluffy pirate shirt in a box. I'm sure someone's going to come up with a better concept of helping you acquire your clothes. But I do like TJ Maxx and for their stock to be sitting at an all time high, it makes me feel good because it's something I've been talking about for years. Um, and I, I just, <laughs> it's a nice name. It doesn't have to be Amazon. It doesn't have to have the guy who's building the rocket ship to the moon to make you excited to own a company. Uh, but it sure certainly helps, right? Like there's so many periods of time where I'm, I'm bored owning things like Nike. And then when the market goes sideways, they go up. I'm like, oh, thank you, Nike. So just a little burger fries before taking the action. Any stocks mentioned on this show? Costco Target raised to $250 from $220. Now, even before we go into the, is that the right price for Costco? What's the future of Costco? Did they get Amazon? Did they take on Amazon by the, even the horns? Uh, what's the play? So Costco's okay. It's got, it's got that membership thing, which you have to go to them. And they will deliver, but, you know, it doesn't feel like the Amazon delivery story. I saw some uh, really cool shoes on some of the other day, and I was like, I pulled up my Amazon app and pulled up what the shoes looked like, and sure enough, there they were there. So I made the most impulsive purchase that I'm going to regret opening that box and go, man, I thought the, shoe, the shoes looked better on that person than me. I know you're saying, are you really talking about shoes? Yes, yes, get over it. I'm a man of the 21st century. And anyone who knows me knows that I'm wearing probably flip-flops or Keens or something, right? Wow, you wow, wow, wow. <laughs> There's not a lot of good stories out there today. Nokia, who used to make cell phones back in the 90s, and they kind of like what Motorola did in ADD service, Nokia did in DDD. And then uh, you would say BlackBerry probably opened a door, and then Apple just took the ball and went home. Uh, but Nokia is announcing, you know, um, licensing right expectations for 5G mobile phones. Uh, so 5G, you're going to hear a lot about. Uh, I don't think it has the upgrade cycle that uh, is as investable as when we first started about 3G, and our telecommunication services were just crumbling. And I. They probably, I mean, again, compared to other nations, they're, they're not good right now. So maybe 5G will be all that in a bucket of chicken. Exciting, right? Reason, more reasons for the phone companies to raise your bills. Faster service, right? And like, oh, I hate you people. I hate you Mises to pieces. Could that ever get made in that story, the Tom and Jerry story? Could that ever be made in this day and age? I can't imagine so. Yeah, no um, kidding. 
800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Um, Saudi Arabia has been in the news recently with Elon Musk saying, hey, Saudi Arabia is going to give uh, us money and we're going to come private. Saudi Arabia is very much so an interesting case to study as far as sovereign global funds. It's the world's top performing stock market in 2018, Saudi Arabia. Its long-term vision of building global finance as you know, Saudi Arabia as a finance center and as a center of doing business. And what what do they do other than oil? Everyone would say. Um, and again, it's massive wealth. That's a good problem to have. But when you're where you are, you also want to say, let's use some of that wealth for the citizens. Let's use some of that wealth for building the infrastructure, for building. What are we going to do one day if if oil's not our thing? So there's a company called Saudi Aramco. And will they go public or not? If they go public, you would have a chance to own one of the largest, high, most high-profile uh, oil operations in the world. And some people in Saudi Arabia don't like that. They don't want outsiders to own part of the, you know, the state, so to speak. Um, so it's working hard to diversify and modernize their economy, Saudi Arabia. And they are, you know, I know a lot of people who do pitches in Saudi Arabia and the crown prince and, you know, what's going to be their investment decisions can make or break future technologies because Dubai and Abu Dhabi, they want as best they can to um, put themselves on a world stage. So if you have a transportation company like Tesla that appeals to generation Z and Y, um, maybe you're on to something, right? So the Saudi stock market is booming. And, you know, that's when you start getting into, as an investor, how far over my head am I willing to go? The number one performing stock among single country funds this year uh, is an ETF, Saudi Arabia. Would you have thought that at the beginning of the year? And what would your thoughts been if oil does well, Saudi Arabia as a nation does well? So uh, Saudi Arabia, not only do they have oil, but... Because they have oil, they have cash. They're instant players in finance as Dubai continues to grow. And it has positioned itself well as one of the top financial centers in Africa and the Middle East. So, interesting times. I guess that begs the question, and I'm asking a lot of internal questions today. How comfortable are you investing in foreign markets? You know, a couple of years ago, we'd say emerging markets or tiger markets, you know, markets that were in and around Korea and Asia, and, uh, in and around Korea, China, and, and Japan. Um, now, how comfortable are you investing in the Middle East? How comfortable are you investing in Africa? Again, I, I don't know why, but why, there's not a lot of South American investment you know, concepts and conversations. Even if you were to say it's perilous, it's perilous. If you were to say, you know, it's safe as, you know, a Sweden, or you could say it's safe as a safe Sweden. I just I'm kind of stunned as a, a fintech um, kind of guy that these areas don't break into with no barriers of entry, right? So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. TJ Maxx, big winner, winner, chicken dinner today. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money invested in more. 
Uh, buying momentum in the S&P 500 hits its best level since January. Energy stocks are rallying today on a jump in crude and the weakening of the dollar. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, invested, and more. I grew up as a kid who played a lot of video games or who watched a lot of video games. Sometimes I'd go to the arcade or hang out with friends after school, right? And, uh... You're on a budget, man. I mean, if you had a job, you're on a budget. If you're on an allowance, you had a budget. If you were stealing money from your mom's purse, you're on a budget. Um, but I remember watching other people play games after my, you know, sad 20 or 25 quarters ran out. And it runs out fast sometimes, right? And it's funny because 20 years later, 30 years later, there's a company that says, we're going to stream video games so you can watch other people play. And like, I get it. To me, playing a video game was a luxury item as a kid. Now it's kind of taken for granted, right? Um, to the tune of billion-dollar valuations, that's when you start getting a little bit crazy. But then again, you start going, okay, Rob is a young consumer and his eyeballs are open for 24, there's 24 hours in a day, and let's say eight, and he's asleep, and let's say eight, he's in you know, school processes and such. How many hours a day can we get him? And how many hours a day can we advertise to him? And that's where Twitch comes in and says, you know, hey, we got this kid who says he's 15 and works at, you know, the uh, ice cream shop. Uh, well, we, we think uh, he might want to buy some pizzas. So Dominus places an ad while the kid watches people play video games to order pizza and he's like hey if i order pizza i can sit here and watch this even longer right so that's out there in my opinion as far as uh pretty smart little business it's all about eyeballs right now and the one thing that silicon valley can't invent yet is how to get more advertising time out of us from the day or how to add more time to the day to get more advertising time out of us right there's a, a not great story right now about a Y Combinator, a startup program that's harder to get into than Harvard, and it accepts all 15,000 applicants after a major screw-up. Um, it's interesting when you start seeing like how colleges are working at this point in time um, and how you're getting not only colleges in competition for students and people, because that's how they pay their bills. That's how they grow their, their business. But now you're even starting to see, you know, combinators, startup combinators, um, and getting people to, like, send their business ideas to them. I would be careful because a lot of these combinators, uh, it gets you access to startup mentality for sure. But a lot of the people there, if they're saying we're going to take the approach that will, you know, take 100 people, there's going to be uh, the way the business works in any way, shape, or form, or it's typically like uh, one baseball club in your local town has a bunch of kids on it who shouldn't be playing baseball, but they're there playing baseball so they can get the baseball experience, but also their fees help them more, the better expensive players on better teams get, you know, cheaper access. They say that's that's completely what's wrong with American soccer is that 
we're the only country has this crazy thing that you have to pay, spend more money to become access to better coaches and better fields and everything else. Um, if you spend more money, you get access to that. And if you don't, you don't get it. So anyhow, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. It's just one of those days. End of summer, a little bit disappointing. Um, Wells Fargo is, you know, again in the news for negative reasons on if you've done investment advising with them, they're in the news for they probably try to sell you a high cost product product. In this day and age when you don't some products free. Oh boy, and you call yourself a financial expert. Millennials have ruined almost everything they say. Right? Good. <laughs> So why not kill video streaming too? You know, the thing that you you did really well. People age twenty two to thirty six are most likely to share their passwords for paid streaming services. There was a day and age when I was in college where I probably said something like, "You yeah, haven't steal cable because cable company make, makes too much money." My dad would have flipped. Now in this day and age, I'm like, you know, what do you mean people share Netflix passwords? I pay, you know, for my network account. Why shouldn't they pay for their Netflix account? And um, it's one of the things that is also kind of interesting because Netflix and Hulu don't seem to mind directly yet, knowing that they're incubating future consumers. So it's like Netflix for college. You know, the more penetration you can get there, the, the longer you have Netflix consumers for life. But uh, the number of people sharing passwords is increasing. So 10% of U.S. households with broadband used a streaming service account and belong to someone outside the household. So um, this is kind of all trackable, right? Netflix certainly knows where their product is being delivered. And they could see, you know, a home in Breckenridge, and they could see a home in, uh, let's say, L.A., San Jose, and Santa Cruz. They're probably assuming that it's not one person. So is it lost revenue, though, for Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, a la carte cable channels, uh, HBO? Uh, some people think that passwords were shared amongst people who barely know each other. Some people think that it's a big problem. Some people think brother and sister, not so much a problem. Um, so there's, there's some 21st century thoughts there, right? Anyhow, thanks for tuning in. You're the best. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I have a seminar coming up uh, in the Bay Area on the peninsula. You can sign up for it right here, right now, by going to Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show, and use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. That's RADIO25 to get in for free.